Hi, it's Emily here, and welcome to episode four of Three Orange Whips. This week, our team is delving into the genre of sci-fi dystopian action with the 2013 film Snowpiercer. This movie is intelligent, emotional, and thrilling, with outstanding acting performances by the lead cast, including Chris Evans, Tilda Swinton, Octavia Spencer, John Hurt, Ed Harris, and Jamie Bell. In this story, the Earth has been plunged into an ice age, and what is left of humanity lives aboard the Snowpiercer, an indestructible train that hurtles around the globe, smashing through the snow and ice that now covers the entire planet. On board, we meet Curtis, Chris Evans, an honourable but somewhat reluctant hero who leads a group of revolutionaries in their bid to break free from their oppressed existence at the back of the train and fight their way to the front. This film has an excellent use of point of view, We start the movie with the characters in the lower class, and as they journey to the front and see for the first time how the other half of humanity is living, the audience is making these discoveries too. The revelations range from frustrating to downright bizarre. You'll be putting your hands in front of your face during the gruesome but incredible action sequences, and gasping at all of the amazing revelations throughout the story. Snowpiercer is directed by Bong Joon-ho, and this is his first English language film. If you're a fan of Korean cinema, you may have seen his other films, The Host and Mother, not to be confused with the adaptation of the Stephanie Meyer novel or the Darren Aronofsky film with the exclamation point. Snowpiercer was written by Bong and Kelly Masterson and is based on the French graphic novel Le Transpersonnage by Jacques Lobb, Benjamin Legrand and Jean-Marc Rochette. That's enough of my attempts at Korean and French. For now, let me take you back to our pre- and post-film discussion. So welcome to our fourth episode of Three Orange Whips. I'm Emily and I'm joined by Adam. Hello. And tonight we have a special guest co-host. We have Tina. Hi. Who is kindly filling in for Tom who is unable to make it tonight. So tonight the film that we are viewing is something that I chose and it is the 2013 sci-fi dystopian action film Snowpiercer. I picked this film because I remember I've only seen it once before, soon after it came out. After I'd finished watching it, I remember thinking it had that impact on me where I thought, yeah, that was, I think this is going to become one of my favourite films. I usually like the dystopian kind of setting. And in this case, this is set in a future where there has been a kind of global warming disaster where the earth has frozen over and what's left of society is the whole population is living on a train that's just perpetually going around, round and round the earth. Yeah, so that kind of, I think that's what attracted me to this, was the whole sci-fi dystopian element. And it's something that I thought that Adam would be very into. Yes, I actually don't know much about it. I just remember reading somewhere that it was good. (laughs) (laughs) Judging by what I saw, the pictures of the front cover, I thought it was like a Civil War type Mm -hmm movie I thought like trapped in a cabin snow mm-hmm, yeah something like that and then Emily uh described some of it over the chat and I was like oh what I had no idea what was this so <laughs> yeah definitely looking forward there's some great actors in it yeah like Chris Evans is good but Jamie Bell he's awesome yeah he's great um, he's and really Ed Harris we all yeah. like mm-hmm John Hurt Tilda Swinton yeah John Hurt he's from he's in Harry Potter yes Who's he in that again? Oh, the one. Oliver Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
And he passed away recently, didn't he? Uh, yes, he did. Yes, yeah. you're right, actually. And Tilda Swint. She's Swinton. in... Oh, Swinton. <laughs> didn't have the rest of her name here. <laughs> um, the rest was cut off. <laughs> it was cut off. Too long. She's in... She reoccurs in a lot of good sci-fi. Yeah. Yeah, she always plays the most fascinating characters. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I like her in Constantine. Oh, I haven't seen that. As a movie a lot of people hate, and I love it. <laughs> um, yeah. So... That could be one to watch one day. Yeah, I'd love to. <laughs> I'm really curious about the dystopian future and caste system of, like, yeah. say, the train carriages. It reminds me a little bit of the Hunger Games to an extent, mm-hmm. just to see what, hap- what comes of the earth if we just leave it, at, you know, be sort of thing or let the human population leading to the world self-destruction in, an, yeah. in a way. Yeah, Sounds and it's pretty cool. It's set in, I think it says it's set in the year 2031. Yep. And which isn't, it's not really that no. far into the no, future, which exactly. is a bit scary. Um, but yeah, like you mentioned, it's a lot of these, in a lot of these dystopian films, it's never really a, a positive um, outlook. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and it always sees us kind of reverting back to that, to a kind of caste system and yeah, definitely the really strong class distinctions. Yeah, we definitely see that in this. Okay, so this, so Snowpiercer has a rating of seven on IMDb. Which I thought, personally, I thought that wasn't high enough. Yes. Um, but then on Rotten Tomatoes, it's got 95%, okay. which is a lot more. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a lot more justified. Oh, and tonight, it was quite difficult to choose a drink relating to tonight's film. Um, since I don't, think I don't think drinks feature very much in this movie, but food definitely does. You'll see there's a pretty memorable uh, food moment in this um, relating to what, certain, what people in certain classes can and can't eat. You'll you'll see that in the movie. Um, but eventually, for the drink the drink for tonight, we settled on a tea in honor of the uh, director who is South Korean, Jun Ho Bong. And we've so tonight we've got some hibiscus tea. Yeah, that's yes. great. Refreshing, <laughs> <laughs> refreshing, <laughs> refreshing <laughs> brew. So, what are you two? What what are you expecting from this? I'm expecting, I'm just looking at him with his axe on the front cover, I'm expecting <laughs> a little bit of Tarantino gore, mm-hmm. Hunger Games-esque, a bit of The Road, Yeah. Uh, post-apocalyptic, dirty. Yeah. I'm just, um, I'm just thinking survival of the fittest, Yeah. just judging by where it's set, like it's set on a train. Mm-hmm. I'm usually terrible with suspense, but I, I love it at the same time, mm-hmm. because I'm just always <laughs> anticipating what's going to happen next, but... I guess that's part of the fun. Yeah, yeah. It looks um looks very interesting. I don't think it'll be a very light film. Yeah, it does, yeah. It does get quite quite grim in places, but always uh, it's a good ride. All right, let's do it. <laughs> let's go and view the film. Listeners, be warned that spoilers ensue. Okay, so. First impressions, what did you guys think? It was different to what I thought it would be. Mm-hmm. It was very, uh, not Kung Fu style, but you know that, that very Asian style, like mm. Chinese cinema. Yeah. Where it's like action with uh, sort of raw, like gore. Yeah. Mm. But they sort of, they don't make it so serious, it's almost like a joke. It's not, you know what I mean? Like... It's not like a horror movie where it's gore to shock you, it's gore to like, I don't know, just tell the story, it's weird. Yeah. It reminds me of like uh, that Kung Fu hustle. Some of the performances are great. Yeah. The actors. 
Yeah. Oh, what do you what do you think? I thought it was pretty cool that it was like a no nonsense approach, like straight at the beginning. It wasn't like fluffing around or beating around the bush. It just yeah. got into it where he's like, we need to get to the front. Yeah. And I noticed the tail end of the carriage, everything was really sort of had that green overlay and really somber and mm. sort of depressing. Yeah. And then the, by the time they get to the next bit, there's a bit of light filtering through and almost like signifies hope and it looks all great. And then, mm. yeah, and then it just sort of gets a bit dark again. Yeah. It was, yeah, it was really interesting, actually. I can't really compare it to anything I've ever seen. Yeah, no. it's pretty unique, isn't it? Yeah. It's definitely, like, there's a lot of Korean cinema in there, but yet also, I guess it's a mix. Um, yeah, it does get, what Tina mentioned about the beginning of the film, it does get pretty much straight into it at the start. It pulls you straight into the plot, and you know straight away what their mission is. Their mission is to get to the front. I've heard the film, the plot and the structure of the plot and those action sequences, I've heard them being compared to like a video game. It's, they've got to get to the next level. Yeah. And there's a huge battle and they get to the next one and the next. And I noticed that. It's harder each time. Especially um, when they had the night vision goggles on, I thought of yeah. like Adam, some of Adam's sort of sci-fi or alien-like games yeah. when you'd see it like first-person shooter style, Yeah, which I thought was really cool. There was a lot of the film that I didn't, remember but I when they were in that particular carriage and when they opened the doors um, and first of all Yona she says don't open the doors because she can she knows there's something bad waiting on the other side and then of course the doors open and they're just all the guys standing there with the weapons I remembered when they were coming up to the bridge and it was happy new year I love how bizarre that moment yeah. is it's like wait what and then you realize oh it takes a year for the train to go around the globe yeah. and then yeah that's how they celebrate new year's eve oh, so bizarre but so brilliant um, and I remember that there was a tunnel and I thought, oh no, they're going to go through the tunnel. It's going to be pitch black. And I remember that that part that it got very bloody, um, but done so well, mm. but, and very, very tense during that whole sequence. So, and I, yeah, I guess going from those little bizarre moments, the part where they go through the school, the little yeah. children, <laughs> so bizarre. And they the minute they're born, they're, it's drilled into them that exactly. this train is so great and that they don't know anything else. So yeah. nothing will stand between them and that train. Yeah. And if the engine stops, they will die. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yay! <laughs> to get into a Second song. nature. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, some really, really cool ideas and, and even how the story is, uh, the world is explained. Yeah. It's really cool. Yeah. Yeah, and those quirky scenes are pretty cool, yeah. Yeah. The, the the fight, the train, like the battle, I guess it's like the two armies, the school scene, the aquarium is so different. Yeah, the aquarium, I, I'd completely forgotten about that. I really like Tilda Swinton's, she was really good. Yeah. Her performance was really good. It added, you know, she, um, another element to the story, which is cool, like it breaks up the intensity. Yeah. It's almost comical. Yeah. And she exactly. she was wearing that mustard colour as was the assistant, the the oh. one that was measuring up the kids. They both had that really sort of mustardy mm. sunshine colour and it like they looked yeah. so chirpy and everything's great and all around them is just like this hot, horrible dirt thing. and grime. Yeah, and grayish and green. But yeah, I thought that was really interesting. It's like they've walked out of play school or something. Yeah. Definitely. It's like us and them sort of contrast, I guess. Yeah. The scenes that stood out. I really liked the father and daughter. I thought they were really unique yeah. to the story. Yeah. Um, 
I like that the key protagonist didn't get along with him at first. It was just yeah. like cut the crap type thing. Yeah. With you got your goals, I've got mine. Yeah. So I thought that was quite interesting. I think without them, it wouldn't have been as good. You ha- you haven't seen the Matrix, have you? No, I actually have seen the story. Is very, Matrix. as in the grand scheme of things, is very similar. Oh really? It's that uh, post-apocalyptic symbiotic relationship between like in the Matrix, it's like man and machine, and I guess in this, it's uh, train and man. Yeah. But ultimately, they have to live off each other, and there's an order. And the the, the main character is is set, has the same choice, and they they both choose the same as well. Mm. But um, it's like that whole I guess, and then they people can compare the Matrix to like the Jesus story, you know? Oh yeah. Like prophecy and and, and stuff like that, and <laughs> I guess because the the notes were sent out to him, he was chosen. Yeah, exactly. It's probably going too deep. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I got what you're but saying. But I like, I really like that scene where where he's sitting down at that that confession. I totally didn't expect that. Yeah. Sort of went back to that gory, grimy. It was all just dialogue, but you could picture it all. Exactly. It was pretty cool. Yes, and actually, that was. That's that story was one thing that I definitely remembered from the first time that I watched the film because it's so has such an impact when you hear it. Yeah. And I couldn't mm-hmm. actually remember. I thought, does he just say it in dialogue or do we see a flashback? And in my mind, I thought maybe it was a flashback because like I can picture him like grabbing the baby and then that tense moment where you think, is he going to kill the baby? Is he not? But the, like you said, it's all dialogue. You don't it's, see it at it's all. It's so graphic, like a book would be. If exactly. You're it, you just yeah. you don't want to see it, but you can. Exactly, and it's a, that was an amazing scene. And did the did the whole baby factor remind you of the road? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a very grim way. Yeah, yeah. I suppose uh, that's what happens. Yeah. <laughs> the end. The ending was. Uh... Spoiler alert. <laughs> nah, well, I liked it. Mm-hmm. Like the polar bear, and it's like yeah. life finds a way. Yeah, that sort of thing. Yeah. But um, and proving that you know this, the world's not extinct. Mm. But um, that polar bear staring down mm-hmm. looks so in- innocent. But I'm sure he ran down and ate both of them. <laughs> yeah, after that's that. what I'm thinking. He, he needs to survive. <laughs> I did not. Protein, <laughs> protein bars aren't going to cut like, it. Yeah, and, and she, <laughs> Oh. I did like the protein bars. That was awesome. Yeah, yeah. What, the cockroaches. Recently, I think I heard on a podcast. Um, there's it's a big industry. I think they're doing it for there's like sustainable protein uh, shakes and food mm. because I think it's like the carbon footprint of how much protein per you know milligram blah 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 mm. blah, blah is is greater to get from crickets than, than yeah. any other animal yeah. or plant. Um, so yeah, that makes sense that if they're on the train, mm. you think they'd all be eating that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then there was the scene where, when they're in the aquarium and eating sushi and then Tilda Swinton's character explains how they only have sushi twice a year yeah. to maintain the balance of the ecosystem yeah. in the fish tank. Oh, yeah. It just oh. makes you so angry. That's the yeah. whole, um, at the start she's giving the speech and she's doing those weird hand movements. Oh, Yes. And then and um, realize what it is at the very end. Yes, mm. and then Ed Harris does it, and yeah. then you see the kid doing it. Yeah, and that that makes you think like they're doing that movement because obviously that's what the kid was doing. Or is it like mm. were they kids themselves once upon a time pulling out? Yeah, the, pulling the, out the, the grease or whatever. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, and also the 
the symbolism of uh, Curtis losing his arm at the end. Yeah, that was very good. Yeah, that he was finally did. Yeah, he finally cause gave he up. up he something. never do it. Yeah, he couldn't do it. Yeah, but you don't see what happens to him, do you? Well, we oh, assume that he blew up, blew up yeah. but he died to save yeah. the daughter and the, the, the child, young kid. Yeah. yeah. The thing I thought that was interesting was that he didn't try to save. No, that, oh, that's the choice he had. The, yeah, yeah, Edgar. So. The choice was either soldier on and... Or save him. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. In the grand scheme of things, he wanted to just continue doing what he was doing. But it was strange. I thought it was a little bit strange that he didn't look... I don't know, I felt like he didn't look as pained as he should have, considering it was very tight with him. Yeah. But then again, it sort of takes away... I was just thinking, they've been on this train. He's been on it for however long, 18 years. Mm. And it's like that little bit of humanity in him dissolving in a way, especially when you find out he had to resort to cannibalism a month in. Mm. So it was just like his survival instinct surpassed the emotional yeah. side of, you know. Yeah, I think he figured that like that was their last chance. Yeah. If he let that chance slip, then they would never have, they couldn't made have it. done it. Yeah, mm. couldn't have made it. Yeah. Oh, how do you make that decision? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was, yeah. it was so interesting. Oh, and the one of the main villains, the guy who was pretty much like a Terminator. Oh, yeah, I forgot how much you hate him and just <laughs> want him to die. Just die oh. But when they when they strangled him towards the end, I thought just put a bullet in him just to be safe. Like, yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> that's never enough. Strangling's never enough. <laughs> I just don't know if he's passed out or dead. <laughs> exactly. You feel like there's more to him and his little partner. Like, more sorry that you don't get told because they, they're acting so weird at, like, you know, the, the capitation. Oh, not the first. Oh, the, the, the taking off the arm. Yeah. Yeah. And then, like, you know, he was preparing, he was shooting through the train, like, the thing that, yeah. the number one, I would assume, most important thing is the train. I know, and he and just shoots just, through the glass like yeah. it's nothing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the guards are, like, freaking out, filling the holes. Yeah, that's so true. Um... Yeah, and it's interesting that you say that, that there's more to him than we find out because um, this film is based on a graphic novel. Okay. A French graphic novel, I think. Yeah, yeah it did so mention perhaps that. In, credits, in that yeah. Yeah, opening credits. There'll be more to it. Yeah, but that scene where they are shooting at each other through the train windows because the train's going around a loop. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's great. <laughs> yeah, so good. It's wacky. Yeah, it was pretty wacky. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. There were elements of that, like the, the when you just they walk through a nightclub and mm. everyone's yeah. faced down and on drugs and everything. Yeah, I don't know why elements of how nuts this whole journey is. It's like it would remind me of outrageous movies like Mad Max or something mm. like. When, yeah, it's yeah. just so ridiculous. Like it's just ridiculous, and you yeah. can never imagine something like that happening. But it is, and you just watch it unfold, <laughs> yeah. and you accept it very quickly. Yeah, when um, back at the beginning, when we're still being introduced to this world, and we're learning about what it is and how long they've been on the train, and and then you realize. So when Curtis is talking to the little boy, trying to get him to swap his protein bar because he knows that he has the one with the message in it. And he says, and he's trying to like make a bargain. And Curtis says, what do you want? Like, what do you want me to give you? And the boy goes, in the whole wide train. And you realise, yeah. oh, to him, like the train is the world. Because yeah. he's been born there and that's all he knows. He doesn't know anything outside of the train. I do really like that his mother was around for quite a bit of the journey as well. Because I thought it would be nice to have like kick-ass female character. And it's not like you're 
she's not the predictable one either because she's just she's a mother and she wants to find her kid and she's but she's really fierce and quite tough Mm. oh yeah so i forgot to talk about chris evans so you were saying that like you didn't even recognize him on the front cover no yeah and i really like it's like in the at the start he seemed a little bit like I don't know. I don't know if I'd describe him as anti-hero-esque, but he's definitely he didn't mm. want to take the reins. Mm-hmm. Just wasn't keen on taking the lead, even though he seemed like a natural leader. Yeah, he was just eager to get to where he needed to, mm. no matter what it required. Yeah. Um. So it was nice to see him in that. I mean, yeah, he's a key key player in the movie, but mm. it was a nice contrast to Captain America. Yeah. Shall we each give it a rating out of ten? At least I'm trying to like rate it in comparison to the, what we've seen. Oh yeah. What else we've seen? If I was, I originally I was gonna rate it seven, and then I was comparing to the rest of what we've watched, and I was like, oh, I'll probably lean towards six more. But then I think to kick it up a notch to the seven would be the originality. Yeah. Of the movie and some of the performances, I'll, I'll give it a seven mm-hmm. out of ten. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm notching up that one. Well. I'm notching it up to seven and a half. I know IMDb don't accept halves. So <laughs> I often argue that with Adam. Um, but, yeah, I think definitely how, how unique the story is and graphically how cool it was. The yeah. fact that it's based on a train and looking at the caste system in that way and, you know, all about survival and that sort of thing was really cool. Yeah, I agree. I think... Um... I think I'm going to give this one, again, using the halves, I think I'm going to give this one eight and a half and putting it up. I think I gave The Shining eight and a half. So I'm putting it yeah, on par Level. with that one. Yep. I really enjoy the, the plot of this one, the world and the setting, the structure of the story, the reveal of information and the revelation at the end of the film um, about Curtis's character and and for all those intense action sequences where I was literally... I had like I had my hands up to my face when I was watching. Like, oh my god, I can't watch this anymore. But it was yeah, you can't look away. Yeah, it was good. I really liked it. Anyone have any pop culture rants that they want to get off their chest? Anything that they've seen recently? Maybe mine might be a little bit to do with Blade Runner. Just a quick mm-hmm. one. Yeah, I know you haven't. Seen yeah, I haven't the seen the new one. one. I have seen the old one. I think I was telling a friend that is a big fan of the old one that I much enjoyed that this new one more Mm -hmm. but it could be because i don't have the sentimental attachment to the old one because i had only watched Mm. it in the last six months or so so i think the new one does a great job and does do it justice and everything without sort of overdoing the you know connect connection to the old one or just redoing the same thing but it is i don't know it felt a little bit too long Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think I said as well. Yeah, I feel like if I need to check the time at the movies, hmm. that's my indicator yeah. that either I'm getting bored or it's just it's, it's just, just time to pull the plug. But it was quite cool. Yeah, I'm really <laughs> I'm I was excited to see it because it's directed by Denis Villeneuve who did Arrival and Sicario, and I love all his other movies. So I thought, yeah, I think this is gonna be good. Mm. Um, so I'm looking forward to watching it. Well, I was I was telling Adam how much I love the new Ghost in the Shell with Scarlett Johansson. Me too. You've seen it, yeah. yeah. Um, I watched it. So I watched that one first, and then I think it was last week we watched the anime version. Yeah. And I was pleasantly surprised that that Scarlett Johansson one. I think I thought they did a great job. 
Mm. I thought I would have been displeased watching the original going, oh no, yeah, but yeah, I was quite happy with how they did that. I watched it, uh, I watched it for the first time a few weeks ago and then I watched it again on Wednesday and then watching it again made me like it even more. Yeah, yeah, I think I need to re-watch it now that I've seen the original. I found, I was telling Adam, there's a few sort of visual elements in that that remind me of the new Blade Runner a little bit. Mm. There's some components that take you into that sort of yeah, into actually, that sort I, of world. Yeah, even because after watching, I can't remember which I saw first, whether I saw Ghost in the Shell first or the old Blade Runner, but yeah, I saw, the, bit of it, yeah. I saw similarities, yeah. Especially in those like cityscape scenes where you see yeah. like all the billboards that are moving. And, and the yeah, holographic type stuff. Advertisements, yeah. Um, have you seen the anime? No, version? I haven't. That's like, it's a really cool connecting some of the scenes you can see that they've really they didn't want to sort of disrupt how it flowed so they've used them Mm, exactly but then they've done their own thing and added their own twist to it as well where required which is nice yeah it's oh it's tom's pick for the next movie so find out what he's leaning towards (laughs) stay tuned (laughs) stay tuned for the list (laughs) yeah the original the name of the French graphic novel. In English, it's the Snowpiercer, but in French, it's Le Trans Transpers Transpersonnage. Oh, <laughs> no idea. would be snow. There <laughs> oh, go. there you go. So you can you. Yeah. I, I have no idea how to pronounce it. Oh, it's in my school French. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I think you were right. Transpersonnage. Yeah. So yeah. By Jacques Lob. <laughs> So there's the word snow in there. What's the rest of it? I don't know. Maybe train. <laughs> something. Snow. Train. Prick. Snow. <laughs> it's probably like something weird like that. when things get lost in translation. Well, this is snow piece. I mean, yeah, it could be. Like but that's what the train was doing. Was yeah. Oh, exactly. Piercing through. The, and that's yeah. just saying it's how they got the water. Yeah. And actually, another, yeah, another part of it that I loved is when the train's smashing through the ice. And you think mm. it's gonna topple over, and then yeah. it doesn't. And you realize that that's what it's built for—for just smashing through whatever, yeah, anything to keep it going. 